you don't have to listen to Sports Grid. You can always go downtown. Hey, babe, you want to go out? Scour the sidewalks, find a penny, and pick it up. Or you can get the winning edge right here. And you won't get Tommy. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Here we go, Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Our second hour on the Sports Grid Radio Network, Sirius 159. The Sports Grid Radio Network. And we're in the KSHB studios in Las Vegas. Brian Blessing, happy to be with you and happy it's a Tuesday for a lot of reasons. Because you can buy one sub and get one free over at John Smith Subs 9701 West Flamingo. Happy that everybody had a great time at Oasis for the Monday Night Maniac football party last night. 4955 South Decatur with the great gaming promotions, the banquet room, and the kitchen open 24-7. Happy that you'll have a chance to win tickets to a Golden Knights game when they're on the power play. Adam S. Kuttner on social media. And when they're home, spin the wheel at Terrible Herbs, the VGK game day giveaway. And they have the Raiders game day giveaway as well at all the, the Terribles here in the Las Vegas Valley. But I'm really happy when it's a Tuesday because that means our buds here. The man, the big man, Tony Neville from Treasure Island. Always good to see you, Tony. How you doing, bud? Doing great, Brian. It's always good to uh, be able to come by and visit with you and see how things are doing. While we're saying it. happy birthday to everybody born on November 30th. How about that? <laughs> happy, happy, happy you're everywhere. Just, you're just like you're throwing out Cavalier yeah, reviews. Well. Yeah. Well, you know, we got big sports uh Games today, Brian. You know, a lot of college basketball. We got football's getting so meaningful. Last couple of nights have been a, a little less than exciting, but uh, you know, you go with the flow and you make the best of the situation. And numbers are moving, and that's uh, what we like to see here as the Cowboys start to arrive in the Las Vegas Valley, Brian. That's right. The rodeos are coming. By the way, the game last night. What a weird football game. By the way, Washington. All right. And here's the new one that just jumps into the big picture. Washington finds a way. They get the win. And you look at the playoff race in the NFL and the NFC specifically. Washington gets a W. Jump up to the seventh seed at five and six. Playoffs were today. They'd be in. Heineke's doing okay. Uh, the running backs were good. But Seattle, what a weird thing going on there, Tony. I mean, Wilson had the finger injury. He was like really, it's funny. He was really inaccurate without passes. Like everything was sailing on him. But when he'd run up into the pocket and look downfield, he'd step into the throws, things were fine. But you go a whole game where you don't even look at Metcalf. He gets a 10 yard catch on the final drive. And then the two point conversion, if you looked at the end zone replay, and then nobody said anything, he forced that into three red shirts. Metcalf's running along the end line. Wide open for the two-point conversion. It was almost like it was weird. It was almost like he was ignoring him. How do you not target Metcalf in that game? I don't know. I watched the same thing you did, and and it looked like the defender was about a 
yard, yard and a half behind him he in was. the back of the and end he, zone. And he had his arm up, lead me, do you eat? Yeah. And the only thing I could guess is by the time he would have released it, he, he might have been uh, out, out of the back or the side of the end zone by the time the ball got there. But it was a little late on that delivery. You're right. But Seattle, think what they've been for a long time. It's tough to keep the band together. All the talk in the summer months was the Aaron Rodgers soap opera. But there was a soap opera going on up with Seattle with Wilson. There were a lot of rumblings up there. Eh, maybe we trade this guy and he wasn't happy with Carroll. And you wonder, is this the end of the road for Carroll? Do they move on from Russell Wilson? Well, you know, I, I kept watching that game and I kept thinking, why is everything either deep and and out to the sidelines or just four or five yard down and outs? They didn't really go across the middle with enough different players. You know, your tight end wasn't involved as much as it should be. You had guys continuing to run the same routes over and over again. I, I'm, I'm going to throw this one on the offensive coordinator. I thought that uh, they didn't game plan this one worth a hoot. We know the standalone games, the public loves the over. I mean, this was a game we talked about. It just had that look. Um, you're, you're waiting for Wilson and that offense to get going. And they can't run the ball. That, that's part of the problem. They're one-dimensional. But a game that was like a dead under like that, is that a good result for the books on a standalone game? Yeah, it was okay. We we had a good two-way action on the game. But, uh, you know, it was a kiss-your-sister kind of deal on, on my bottom line. But uh, I, I just kept looking and looking and looking because part of the game, the, the Seattle defense actually looked pretty good. Oh, yeah, they did. I mean, they were doing the run-stopping like they were supposed that to. That was a physical game. Yes, it was. And it'll, it'll be interesting to see how these teams come out of it. And I guess we get to entertain the uh, Washington FT yeah, here in Las Vegas this here. next week. So it'll be exciting. We're in a pretty tough situation ourselves with the injuries that we have here at, with the Raiders. So we really need as much help as we can. And hopefully Derek Carr can rouse these troops up for another unbelievable game, kind of like Dallas. Well, listen, they're all meaningful. They all count the same. But we've reached that point, week 13. You know, you got teams like the Raiders and the Redskins going at it. I mean, they both need them. They're like glorified playoff games. And we had a number of those this past weekend. Minnesota San Fran was kind of a really cool game in that same vein. Hey, coming back, Tony Neville knows his college football. Got to get his take on the big coaching upheavals, the playoff scenario for college football, and more. It's Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Back to Vegas in a moment. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Back with your Vegas Sportsbook Radio Series 159, the Sports Good Radio Network. We're in the KSHB studios in Las Vegas. Brian Blessing, our buddy Tony Neville, does such a great job running the sportsbook, the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Sports Bar at Treasure Island. You're coming in from out of town. Hey, stay and play at TI and check out the um, confines of the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Sports Bar. Really cool place. The food's great. The sportsbook's outstanding. So if you're on the strip, stop by, say hi to Tony. Please do. Trust me, he is a really nice guy. 
What do you make of the last, I can't even say 48 hours, less 36 hours, with Riley leaving Oklahoma to go to USC, and then we get the Brian Kelly news. My my, my take on this, and it's, it's no knock on either one of these guys making a truckload of dope. I mean, Kelly's making $95 million for 10 years. Okay, 12 years. You put 12 years in. I mean, something different. I have no issue with that. These aren't the first guys to do this. My problem is, Tony, you signed a contract. Finish the year. And I and I know why this goes down. You're, you're going to make sure you're recruiting. You're, you're good to go at the next place. That's just a bad business model. I mean, to bail and then go get a running head start. Finish what you started. I And to me, okay, the kids are finally going to make some money in college football. That's the problem. The kids were always the meat in a third sandwich. You know, the coach got them to go there, and then, he, bam, he gets greener pastures. He's out the door. Go for it. Make that kind of money. No, I don't begrudge you that. And it's not these aren't the first guys this has happened to. But running away at the end of the season, that business model has to change. I think it's just wrong. Yeah, it could be wrong. But, you know, sometimes there's been some uh, differences of opinion with the athletic directors, maybe the uh, chancellors, the people that actually put together the uh, quotient that brings in the cash and maybe they decide amongst themselves that uh, it's better that the individual goes ahead and and leaves now. Now, where does that leave the kids? Well, some people say, you know, well, the kids may not show up because they know he's leaving any hoot. And then the kids may decide, hey, we, we'll show this uh, campus that we play for, OU or Notre Dame or whatever, that when we go out on that football field without this coach, we can win without him, that we're special athletes. But having witnessed that at Arkansas, we saw Lou Holtz leave the Razorbacks to go coach the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, and we saw Eddie Sutton leave the Razorbacks to said he would crawl through, I think he said glass for the job at Kentucky, and uh, you get over it. And you, you have to realize that that's the way our uh, economic system works here in this country, Brian. It's all about the dollars. I know. I just, I just what's he going to do? Is he going to give his money back for this year? He didn't finish it. Is he going to prorate his salary? I don't know. They probably prorated it to him already. That was probably part of it. You know, they, a lot of these coaches have that, that clause in there that says, if I'm offered a job here, 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 or here, you have to relinquish and, and let me go from this, this uh, contract that I've been obligated to over the last four, five, six, ten years. So you never know what uh, the writing on the wall is, Brian. All right, so now, what was it like Saturday, Ohio State-Michigan? What was the atmosphere like in your joint? It was jolly. The snow was blowing. (laughs) Jolly's a good word. It was jolly (laughs) until it got late in the game, and the Ohio State fans, they were shaking their heads. They couldn't believe what they were seeing. Uh, I think they beat them, what, like eight or nine straight times? 15 and one in the last my. God. And yeah. so anyway, it was it was uh, it was great though because you know, we have a large contingent here in our valley that comes from Ohio State and a large that comes from the big blue of MU and Michigan happened to be the right side. And you know the guy I was the most happy for 
was I actually got to see Harbaugh walk off with a smile on his face, and I didn't see. Did they find those students for coming down onto the field? Every other university's been fined, what, $100,000, $200,000 for coming on the Let field? Let them celebrate, please. That's what I say. Let them party. So then, since he gets it done, and then the Auburn-Alabama game, and the kid runs out of bounds, I mean, Auburn gave them the game. Yes. Gave them the game. I yeah. mean, you 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 run three quarterback sneaks and punt, and you win. The kid runs out of bounds. Yeah, well, I tell you what, this Alabama has brainwashed so many people. I have a supervisor named Tommy, and he kept running back there ever since halftime. I kept saying, do you believe this? Maybe Auburn's going to get him. He says, Tony, there's no way Alabama always ends up winning. I don't know what it is, if it's a curse or what for every other team. But in the last few minutes, they find a way to come out of it. And then I reached back and I said, well, remember the missed field goal that Auburn ran back for a touchdown? He says that's few and far between. Alabama's got everybody's mojo. What do you make of the potential scenarios? It's funny. We keep saying Georgia stomps Alabama, Alabama's out. We haven't talked about if Alabama steps up and beats these guys, Michigan goes to one, potentially. And you got Oklahoma State and Notre Dame sitting out there. If Oklahoma State wins, they're swooping in. Oklahoma State wins, they're in, I think. Well, 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 no, not necessarily. Oklahoma State wins, they're in if Bama loses. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's a distinct possibility. But it's so weird. Now, you say that if Georgia loses to Alabama, Michigan steps over the top. It's possible. Uh, don't you think that when you look at the teams that each team loses to, Georgia would have had the tougher road? Yeah, but but it's when you lose. It's always been the thing with college football. It's when you lose. You're um, if you look at the AP from a points total perspective, Georgia's got 1550, Michigan's got 1449. I mean, Bama would have to beat them pretty convincingly. If Bama beats them by a field goal at the buzzer. Maybe they maybe they stay one. Bama couldn't beat Arkansas convincingly. So I'm just kind of I, I think this is maybe one of the best worst teams that Alabama's had in about the last 7 years and I think this game's going to go from Georgia six and a half to Georgia minus seven by the time we have a kickoff, unless we have a big group coming in from Tuscaloosa, and are, I haven't seen that. Are yet. you a little surprised it already hasn't? Yeah, I am a little bit surprised, but I think everybody nowadays is kind of waiting to hear what the medical tests are. Uh, if you look at the NFL, how many coaches you've got out on certain teams that have the vid going on, and i got to think there's a distinct possibility with some of these teams playing this weekend, either we'll lose some coaches or some players. So I think it's a wait-and-see attitude, Brian. How have people bet Cincinnati at your joint? They're laying 10.5 against Houston, who's playing some pretty good football now. Cincinnati's dealt with the pressure. You know, so you keep saying, well, you know, okay, yeah, you, they're the better team, but that pressure can weigh you down. They just soldiered on it. People faded them, thinking they'll succumb to the pressure, or they've been riding these guys out. No, I don't think people are uh, 
excited about Cincinnati they, they ignore football. Them? They kind of ignore them, believe it or not. I mean, if you're from Ohio, you follow. But if you're from Ohio, you're following Ohio State. You know, it's it's real, real weird. You know, anybody else? I guess the alums are loving it at at, at the University of Cincinnati. You know, they're spanking their bookmaker most weekends. <laughs> That's true. But and they, they might get pilfered again. Well, they could. If Luke Filk going to Notre Dame. I mean, here we go again. What's the location? Do you see that there? I can't remember. What is the location of that championship game? Are they playing in St. Louis or someplace like that? I will have that for you when we come back. Okay. Uh, Question of the I day. I do believe it's, yeah, it's a neutral field, right? Yeah, it's going to be a neutral field. But I'm wondering if it's closer to Cincinnati, if they'll load the stadium up more than the... I'm typing fast. Did I make Houston it? Houston Cougars, whether the Cougars will. I still don't have it. All right, I got a break. We'll come right back with the answer. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The Sports Grid Radio Network. Back with the Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Brian Blessing with Tony Neville in studio, our good friend from Treasure Island. The rodeo is coming in. By the way, our friends downtown at the Golden Nugget they're going to be having a viewing parties in the Grand Ballroom downtown. And don't forget, they got happy hour down there every day at the Cadillac Cantina and at the Chart House. Stop down there and see our buddy Tony Miller uh, down at the Golden Nugget. And you've always had, you got Gillies at Treasure Island. You guys have always kind of catered to the Cowboys, haven't you? Yeah, well, you know, there's a lot of good owners here in town, and our owner is one of the nicest and the he best. loves things with four legs that man hey he loves that rodeo <laughs> just like mr gone does yeah out there at the south point and just like tony miller's boss does down there at the golden nugget you know they understand that the cowboys are a big part of our community not just in december but the whole year long and we're happy anytime them or their families are here and celebrating here in the las vegas valley so we'll have the rodeo on inside gillies also at the golden circle we'll be showing uh, the rodeo on both sides of the bar and then inside the race and sports book area. We'll critique that, uh, what we call the NBA, the professional and college sports over there. So that's what's so nice. We've got that dynamic where no matter where you are inside the Treasure Island race and sports book area, you, we, we'll cover all the sports, whether it's rodeo or NBA. It's kind of the elephant in the room, though, isn't it? What a bite in the butt losing this thing. Oh, yeah, last year, you know. But you know what? It helps you to refocus on the things that are important to you because once you lose something, we were talking earlier about Tiger Woods. You know, he had that little accident, and yet it gave him a chance to refocus on the people, the doctors, the nurses, and his family to help him get through that. And now that we lost that rodeo for a year, we are so appreciative of them uh, coming back to Las Vegas. So... The NFL actually was kind of true to form this past Sunday, right? I mean, not the outlandishly idiotic results where we're seeing the what? 
like that team didn't show up. I mean, they were pretty solid games. It wasn't game. I mean, it was, it was like a normal NFL Sunday instead of what the hell's going on kind of Sunday. Yeah, well, we had a few games. Remember, there were a few teams that looked like a million dollars the first four to six weeks that have cooled their jets quite a bit here in the last six, and that's not a reference to the New York Jets any means. And then we had some that didn't look so good, and then all of a sudden now they're looking like they're a better football team, like Washington. Mm-hmm. They look much better. But how about the Los Angeles Chargers? They don't look quite right. Can't trust them. How about the Dallas Cowboys? They don't look quite right. How about the Rams? And the Rams. They don't look quite right to me. Kansas City's coming kinda, back. Kind of got back on the beam. The Bills had the big win against the Saints. The funny thing is, this whenever a team has been kind of crowned throughout the course of the season, think about it. Started out Chiefs. Bucks, right? Okay, let's say that was a starting point. Bills were just underneath the radar, right behind them. Right. Then, oh, the Bills are the deepest team in the AFC. The Chiefs, are, and, the, and then the Bills start stubbing their toe. Uh, then it went on. The Cardinals get some big ones. Hey, the, and then, wait, oh, my God, the Rams. Look at the Rams have. And then they should have lost to Indy. They stubbed their toe. Could have lost to the Lions. Now, they've actually... Built an all-star team, get two new acquisitions, still lose. Then it was the Cowboys. The Cowboys are now the flavor of the month. They get stomped by Denver. Every time somebody's been kind of crowned the now team, they've driven off a cliff. You know who the now team is now? I think it's in the Bay Area, the 49ers. Who do you think? No, I, I I think the I think they're in the discussion as a dangerous team, like an indie. Right. But I mean the now team, the like the one that I well, ain't gonna shock me. Look at these guys, New England. Well, that's right. Okay, they now are. they've been really, really, really good. Young quarterback Belichick doing his thing, and okay, deep end of the pool times are coming here. But on top of it, everybody's saying. I could see New England in the Super Bowl. Uh, The minute you start, anybody starts yapping and shooting confetti into the air on a team, they've stubbed their toe this year, every time. I watched this Jones kid this last weekend on Sunday. He's good. He threw a ball or two down there in that end zone, and you talk about the Midas touch. It went in there. They got gold in the end zone. He's looking better and better every weekend. And their defense is playing pretty good too, there, Brian. Well, I'm. If I had a vote, I'd make a strong case for Belichick being coach of the year as of today. I, I believe, maybe the best job he's ever done. I believe at the first of the year they were talking about whether Belichick could be around for another year, and now they're looking at him and saying, "Holy cow, biggest turnaround!" That's a very interesting game this week because. I think it's more than a football game. I really do. I think the Bills have really... Okay. They get killed by the Colts. There are reasons why that happened. Latoule, their nose tackle was out, and Edmonds, the linebacker, who was just a tackling machine. Those two guys were out. Taylor destroyed them. Um, they gave the Pittsburgh game away. on a, They were terrible. They didn't lose. They gave it away. Block punt for a touchdown. 
They had Tennessee beat. Allen slips on a fourth and one. But then there have been stretches where their offense has kind of run hot and cold. And I think teams are doing to them what they did to Kansas City with the two deep stuff. And they're figuring out now, okay, we can't do the bomb. We got we to gotta march down the field. But I just I think this is one of these things where the Bills got to come in here with a mindset going, don't even think about this, okay? It was you and Brady for 15 years. And the Bills are sitting there going, this is our division now. I mean, this is a yeah, win by a point. I get it. Just get the win. They, you know, you don't want to fall game and half behind them. But it's one of these things where this could be statement city. Yeah, it's uh, going to mean a lot towards the playoffs. And it is going to be meaningful for the Bills because they will lose credibility in the AFC East should they go down at home. And what have they lost already? Have they already lost two games at home? Four games they've lost at home? They've lost four games. And that doesn't bode too well. You know, what I play, Tony, they play better on the road. Yeah. I mean, I watch them religiously. I'm telling you, they have a real sense of purpose and a fight to them when they play at home, or on the road. And at home, I don't know, man. It's, it's a weird dynamic. And I know you want teams going up there in the snow in January, but it's kind of a strange deal. But... You'll watch that game then on Monday night, right? I'll make time. Oh, good. Good. <laughs> Don't worry. I'll squeeze it. some chicken I'll, wings there I'll on the couch. Oh, thank you. That's a good idea. I mean, Thanksgiving was awesome. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's like cherry on the Sunday for me. I had the Bills game at night after all the chow down and the turkey sandwiches come rolling out at halftime. Oh, that man. was a boy's day. You better believe it. Anytime we can get our families together, get our games together, have a little bit of action and have it last for about five days nonstop. That's a recipe of heaven, isn't what it? What was, yeah. What was the strip like Thanksgiving weekend? Is it a big weekend, or does the family aspect of it taper it off? Well, you know, it was a it was a busy weekend when it comes to hotel room sales. But again, as I alluded to last week, there were several husbands that had a scowl on their face <laughs> as that uh, handcuff was attached to their wife's wrist, and they were headed over to the fashion show mall to bend some of that plastic. But we did have quite a few folks come through, but it was hit and miss. It was sporadic. People would come for two hours, and they'd be gone and miss them for three or four. But they always came back checking out the numbers, checking out the scores. And, you know, that's what you got to do on a holiday like that. You got to be willing to give and take a little bit all at the same time. So, Thursday, what have you done with New Orleans from a power rating perspective? Dallas at New Orleans. And what is Kamara worth to the wagering line? Because without him, see, I think Simeon can do some, you know, if, if you've got the threat of Kamara with swing passes and running the ball. Simeon will have at least a handful of opportunities during a game. But you watch that Thanksgiving game. I mean, the Bills, they just played a a straight-up defense against him. They couldn't run, and he couldn't do a thing against them. Well, I've whittled their power ranking down, but I I don't think I've whittled it down enough. I mean, it's, it's pretty sad watching that team out there and everybody's bet on the other side. Uh I still got these Cowboys. They're going backwards, too, and I'm not quite for sure what's going on there. They got the players, but a couple are missing. Are you? This one shocks me. I mean, it just looks wrong 
But you know what? When something looks so awkward, you just look at the number, and sometimes it tells you something. Dallas is only four and a half after what we just witnessed. I mean, New Orleans I mean, can't do anything. Is that is that number saying maybe Kamara's playing here? Is this a fade on the Cowboys? That number, I would have thought this thing would have gone, you know, headed towards seven and it's sitting at four and a half. Well, I don't I I I feel like we're kind of fishing for some gamblers on the Cowboys, Brian. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean I got it closer than four and a half. But I don't know exactly how yeah, bad that, the that, Saints are going to be. You got it four and a half with a. I mean, if it's a healthy Saints team, as mangled as they are, you know what? I, again, this Cowboy team plays like they're mangled. Something's wrong. You're right. Something's you know, wrong. Oh, oh, you know what it is too. And don't the coaches out with McCarthy's coaches. not yeah. going to be there, and, and some of the coaches. All right, we're coming back. Tony Neville's in the house. We love when he stops by. Our friend from Treasure Island, the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Sports Bar. Coming right back to Vegas. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Back with you, Vegas Sportsbook Radio, Sirius 159, the Sports Grid Radio Network. Hanging in the KSHP studios in Las Vegas. Scott Farrell coming up top of the hour on the network. We'll have Vegas Hockey Outland locally for you. KSHP.com, there's a listen live function. Our buddy Ken Bolke, Vegas, will be in studio with us. So that will be good fun. Lots of good hockey talk. And we invite you to check that out. And we are thrilled that Mr. Neville's here. Our pal Tony Neville from Treasure Island in studio. Uh, what else has been the hot potato for you here with college hoops kicking in? What what when it's all out there? I mean, football's the gorilla, but how how nutty does it get when you got college football, college hoops, the NFL? Or well, pretty soon we'll have Saturday NFL games, but Saturdays are just nuts. Yeah, we're really loving you know that for the locals here that the Golden Knights have figuratively turned it around a little bit. So that's created a lot of interest in the hockey. We've got people coming in betting that love Boston Bruins. You know, Boston playing pretty good. Toronto's been playing pretty well. Uh, Tampa and Washington been playing pretty good. I mean, we've got our, our what we call a P-U-C-K heads that come around and watch the face-offs and all that. So they're having a good time. But our NBA matchups, almost every night, it, it feels like we've got teams that are going to be going in the playoffs, going head-to-head with each other, but the majority of our our betters are still watching that injury hotline, and then the action's typically coming in between that 3 and 4 o'clock hour. I'm actually going to reach out to Dave and see if maybe we can track him down. Dave Purdom from ESPN uh, later in the week, see if we can't maybe lasso him. And he had an article on ESPN a billion dollars bet in the month of October in the Nevada sportsbooks. A billion with a B, and it's an amazing number. Uh, the previous record was seven hundred and eighty-six and a half million. I mean, and, and the books one had a good month. Had a couple of really rugged weeks in the NFL, 
but it just tells you how tough this is. You know, you got the you got the juice on your side. Well, you know, September was good. October, the punters. I mean, come on, let's give some credit where credit's due. Yeah. For three weeks, they uh, came to the windows and they walked away twice as rich as when they first hit the windows. But uh, November, well, the hold was only four point one percent in October. Yeah, I'm surprised it was that high. I know some locations was a little bit lower than that, Brian. But uh, when you look at it, when all is said and done, main thing is come to Vegas, have a good time. And this says more about statewide, not only in this state, but across the United States, the legalization of sports betting. And now we're seeing more sophisticated bettors coming out to the desert for their uh, entertainment and hospitality needs. And we're glad they're coming out and spending some time in our sports books. How is the average Joe, uh, let's say, you know, some guy comes out, tourist on vacation, Say they come out for a four-day weekend. How have you noticed all the years you've done this? How have the like the average guy coming out here? How have their betting habits changed? Fewer teams on the parlays. We don't have as many six and seven team parlays, but we got a lot of twos, threes, and fours. Uh, we haven't had as much action on. Teasers at the TI. I can't speak to the other locations around the valley, but our teasers have slowed down considerably. That used to be something about every fourth person was a six, six and a half, or seven point teaser during football season. But uh, a lot of straight bets, and of course, a lot of money line bets, and a lot of money line parlays. Now, where what happened is instead of having the parlays with six or seven teams, with the minuses, or most of them are now doing those five, six, 17 parlays, money line parlays, with uh, about 70, 75% of the ticket with favorites and about 20 to 25% with a couple of underdogs on there. It's amazing. It doesn't matter. I mean, you, you, for players, you do things where there's a comfort level and things that work for you, and people can try to, you know, I do it this way, like you're the only one that knows what you're doing. There's a lot of ways to do it. But like those money line parlays, like you said, you swing for the fences with the 8, 9, 10 teamers. You know, I mean, you could come and say, hey, I like a team, you know, five and a half point dog plus a dollar forty to win the game. And you could trigger a money line parlay with one upset and some significant favorites. I mean, it gives you a semi-decent return on your investment. You can still drum it up to a five, six, seven, eight to one on your return. Yeah, and you know what? With the volatility in the point spreads and the money lines being a reflection of the point spreads, if you're capable of determining which game's going to move in a certain way and it's going to move in your favor, then you're better off waiting. If you feel like the the betters, the betting public, are going to come your way on the game, then you need to reach out there and bet it early, say on a Sunday night, Monday, or Tuesday. How about the college hoops, my friend? Up and running. Who's caught your eye early from a ratings perspective, teams you've upped or dropped? Well, let's talk about tonight's big game. Duke uh, is coming off of a semi-big win. I think they beat Gonzaga this last week. And uh, they're going into Ohio State. Ohio State tripped and fell, I believe, in their last game. But I think that was going to be a look ahead. I think the number is up to two or two and a half points Duke favored. Uh, I think this game could go Overtime, I, maybe not, but it's just for me with the power rankings. I see this game as being very, 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 very close. 
uh, a team, a small team that's playing really good ball. St. Louis Billikens, they're out there on the road taking on Boise State tonight. Uh, they're on the improved Purdue Boilermakers. They're playing tonight against Florida State. Two teams that should be in a Sweet 16. Uh, Florida State's got one heck of a squad in Purdue, too. Uh, it'll be a long trip for the boys down from Tallahassee. But uh, tune on, turn on your TV tonight or your radio and listen in. That's going to be a, a great game. And we had some great finishes already. I mean, uh, Iowa gets the win. Survived the last second shot by Virginia. The, the buzzer beater Dayton hit. Did you see that one over Kansas? Yes, I did. And it was amazing. Off the front rim, up and in. Yeah, but I mean, it went up. It looked like five or six feet above the rim before it dropped down in. We're old enough. You'll remember. I think you'll remember this. It's a, This is a true story. When you sit now, like your, your TV at home, your, how many channels you got at home, you think? I don't know. It feels like about 250. All right. I'm on one of those sticks. Okay. I'm on a fire stick. I, I got direct TV. All right, there's 500 channels, right? I grew up in northeastern Pennsylvania in Wilkesbury. Wilkesbury was like the how this happened. It was the test market for HBO. It's the first place HBO aired. And when cable television first came on, okay, you know what we are. You know, rotary dial phones only. ABC, NBC, CBS, PBS. You have four channels, right? Remember? four. T- t- okay. The cable popped on, and then it was still only like, oh, you got 15, 20 channels. I'll never forget the, the because the NBA at the time, it was the game of the week on Sunday. That was it. Really, you get the NBA game of the week on Sunday. Well, it's the NBA Finals. It was a weeknight game, and it was the Celts and the Lakers. And Sam Jones hit a leaning shot at the buzzer, hit the front rim, went way up in the air, off the glass, and went in, and the Celts won at the buzzer. But I'm begging my dad. My dad's wife. I'm going, Dad, please put the Please, please. I'm begging him. Please, please put the basketball game. <laughs> and he, he flipped it over right as Sam Jones hit the winning shot. Yeah, but when you had Sam Jones, Casey Jones, Dave Cowens, I mean, when you had those great ball players, Hondo, and then you had tonight's game. This is Johnny Most here from the Boston Garden. Right, now I got, I got a Johnny Most. Let me hear about it, Brian. I can, I can do a Johnny Most. I'm ready. All right. Let's see. Uh, do the one where they inbound the ball. I can't do Havlicek stole the ball. Okay, okay. I can't do that. Let's see. Jojo, top of the keys, at the ball, just swings down low. But Russell's got it, kick it out to Cow and swinging around the corner. Jojo stops and pops, bang! <laughs> That's good. <laughs> if you never heard of Johnny Most, uh, go on to your internet. I guess I, guess I can go do it. listen to it. I, it's fantastic. I guess I can do it. I just won't be able to do Vegas Hockey Hotline. But yeah, Hamlet stole the ball. Hamlet stole the ball. Yeah, he was he was one of a kind. God rest his soul. Yeah, no, good stuff, man. So. The buzzer beat, and then we had Duke Gonzaga. That was great. What a game! I mean, that was unbelievable. How about Vegas and college basketball? What's come strutting through here the last two weeks? Oh my gosh! You know, we had a friend from Arkansas come out, brought his ten-year-old son to watch that game. 
Flew in one day, flew out the next just to come see that game. And guess who they got there? The night before the game, they got their photo with none other than Sir Charles Barkley. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So, I mean, that's the beauty of coming to Vegas. You never know who you're going to run into, whether it's a Hollywood movie star, if it's a NBA, NHL great of, of today or yesteryear. So, uh, you know, if you're listening out there, come on out to Las Vegas. We're having fun out here. <laughs> yes, we are. We always have fun. Every day. Um, hey, how big a deal do you think it is? I, I swear, Tiger will contend in another Masters. I'm convinced of that. But it's great just that he's back again, and he's out there, and he's talking, and you get the one shot that blew up the Internet on the practice range. He's hitting the ball. See, the problem for him, I mean, literally... Like, he, he even compared himself to Ben Hogan. Here we go being the old guys again. Ben Hogan had the car accident and had the busted legs. The walking is, people, it's golf. You have no idea the undulations, and these guys are walking seven, eight miles up up and down hills between shots. That, that will be the hard part for him. I mean, it really will be. Getting the swing back, and he's not going to be able to hit it as far. His core is probably weaker. But at Augusta, you don't have to hit it a million miles. And he knows every blade of grass, and he knows where to leave it. He knows where not to put it. I think, I swear to you, there'll be a day. I don't know, I'm not saying that with again. I, it wouldn't shock me. But he'll contend again at a Masters. He will definitely show up. He probably won't visit with John Daly out there in the Winnebago outside the, <laughs> outside the entrance. But I got a feeling he will come out. He will make his presence felt. I'm not as enthusiastic as you are. I'm happy if he's able to get out and participate. To me, that's climbing a big hurdle from what that picture was well, coming wants, down that he, hill in I LA. I think the target. I don't. It, it don't. It, it's funny. He talked about specifically St. Andrews next summer. Didn't say anything about Augusta. So I mean, the the work that probably still needs to be done is significant. Well, then he's really got to worry about the weather because those bones will be creaking. Oh yeah. With uh, pins, screws, and whatever else they do to put that leg back together. Because I think he broke it more more than one spot. Didn't oh, he? it was a mess. I mean, yeah, it was uh, a real mess. He said he's lucky to have a limb. Well, let me ask you: do, you: do you think his break was worse than the quarterback for the Washington oh, football team? Gee, do, I don't know whose was the worst. No, Tigers probably. Probably, yeah, I get multiples. Yeah, the, but the the, the Thiesman thing to this day I can't. Oh wait. no 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 the other the other kid that uh, that tore his leg all up and had to have oh all the oh you mean the end, the end result for Alex Smith? Yeah, Alex. Yeah, Alex. Oh, I don't know. Forty nine. You know, Alex Smith, maybe. Yeah, maybe so. That was unbelievable, boy. That there's a documentary on what he went through to get back. And a lot of this deals with circulation too. Yes. Circulation as well as feeling the pain of the weather change. But it's good to have uh, at least Tiger talking about it again. And, you know, he had an interview with the Golf Digest and then did a press conference leading into the Hero Challenge. Tony Neville's our hero on a Tuesday. We're coming back to Vegas, AM 1400 KSHP, the Sports Grid Radio Network, and Sirius 159. Coming back to take you to the top of the hour. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
All right, back to put a lid on the Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Thanks to Chris Bavona, our producer back in New York. Does such a great job for us. Dana Lane joining us in hour number one on Brian Kelly. Tomorrow, Jeff Sherman's going to join us from the Superbook at the Westgate Football Central there. Each and every Sunday, we'll be doing the shows Friday from the Superbook. And Mark Lawrence joins us from playbooksports.com tomorrow. We do our deep dive on college football and the NFL. So a big day coming up tomorrow. Vegas Hockey Airline locally. Top of the hour, Ken Bulky, Vegas will be with us. And Scott Farrell's coming up next on the network. Mr. Neville from Treasure Island. It is a treat, my friend. Always appreciate you coming in. And during the commercial break, we're uh, you're, you're telling me a horror story. A horse horror story. <laughs> yeah, had a, had a tip on a horse, didn't bet it. Oh, it never paid, failed. Paid $52 to win. Oh, only 52 bucks. <laughs> yeah, and as a follow-up, want to remind everybody, Houston's playing Cincinnati at Cincinnati. Yeah, that's so right. No neutral site there, Brian. And yeah. I want to thank everybody for listening in today. Brian, thank you for being such a gracious host. Oh, buddy, you're the best. We love having you. But you know what? Um, play golf Saturday. The weather's it's beautiful here now. We're bad. I mean... This is San Diego weather right now. A little chilly in the morning, but the weather's good. But fall horses, I mean, still some great horse racing each weekend. Yeah, and don't forget, uh, there's some rumblings that uh, possibly we may have some new tracks coming into the valley in the next week or two. Uh We'll talk more about it next week as things either progress or regress. That'll be a little surprise tidbit, maybe. I won't. Well, I know I've got a guess. Well, let's hold it to ourselves. Well, I'm hoping you're right. Me too. I'll I'll ask you as soon as this song ends. I'll give you my guess. I know what I'm hoping for. (laughs) Have fun this week, everybody. Enjoy your football. Enjoy everything. Golden Circle Sportsbook and Sports Park. You're coming into Vegas. Stay and play at Treasure Island. Tony will hook you up. And he's one of our dear friends. We appreciate him coming in. Again, thanks to uh, everybody and Chris Bavone for all his fine work. Appreciate everything he does for us. And we appreciate you for joining us. Scott Farrell, he has got you covered. I got the Johnny Most down. I can't do the Scott Farrell. Kind of close, actually. Scott Farrell's coming up next on the network and Vegas Hockey Hotline locally. Have a great day, folks. Family. Kids. So we made it simple to get the winning.